All right. Hey, guys, this is Terry Hill, Wealth by Design. I'm super excited to uh, do this uh, new format. It's a super cool format. We're going to be talking just about uh, political views, um, uncertain economy, um, how things are happening and how people are thinking about it. So I have a very special guest, somebody that uh, that's extended family to me. I've known this guy for a while and uh, he definitely is, is hard right. Mr. Joe Porter. Joe, are you with me? I am. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man, absolutely. So like I said, man, it's just really simple political views. I, I'm, I'm not a heavy guy into politics, but um, I just want to know, you know, viewpoints from people that are dear to me. So I'm obviously having you on and then I'm going to have another part two uh, that's going to be hard left. And it's going to be someone else that's in a different country, which is great because we obviously are all, you know, under a different algorithm. And I'm a true believer of that. You know, because I know that I'm looking and seeing things that other people are looking and seeing, and some people aren't seeing those things, which is crazy. So it's like, it's very controlling and, um, and it's kind of scary. You know, we're not all hearing the same thing. So um, let's just get to it. Um, I'm, I'm going to ask a few questions and I know you're, you're hard right. I actually have a present for you. I'm going to send this to you in the, uh, in the mail um, for you being on my show. And uh, this is the, uh, the Trump Make America Great. Yeah. All right. I like it. Right. right. <laughs> Thank you. Tag that up and uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> Send this to you. Uh, very cool. So, um, so with that said, uh, the economy, right? Let me get your viewpoint on this, right? So, and and this is just what I'm hearing. I don't know what you're hearing, but I know that Biden wants globalization and Trump wants China out. What's your viewpoint in regards to the economy and what's yet to come? You know, I don't think that Trump so much wants China out other than he just wants China to come to the table, you know, and uh, actually be fair in a trade deal. You know, the trade deals that were uh, that China currently has with the United States is an armistice. OK, that's originally what we had. And, and an armistice is something that you negotiate in order to avoid a war. Mm -hmm. All right. So they never really came to the table as far as trade is concerned. They've actually been getting a lot of special treatment and they've been flooding the market with, you know, they flooded the market with steel for a while there. They were doing a lot of, uh, you know, underhand type of stuff in order to keep us down and keep their economy up. And it really wasn't fair. And all Donald Trump was really trying to do is bring them to the table and make it more fair. As far as uh, Joe Biden and globalization, look, man, I'm not a fan of globalism. Okay. I think globalism hurts the working class and it does nothing but help the elite class. Okay. So if you're an elitist, if you're a international banker, it really doesn't matter where you live, right? I mean, you can work remotely from anywhere. Hey, you might spend the night in Paris or you spend a week in Germany or see what I'm saying? I mean, those type of people, it doesn't matter to them. So they would prefer globalization. Uh, you know, and, and I can see that, but for, a regular working class Joe, let's say a guy that's a concrete finisher in the union. Right. Okay, that's a huge, huge deal for him. You know what I mean? So if we have stronger policies that are more pro-American, pro-worker, like Donald Trump has been implementing, obviously you're seeing the results of that. We have a stronger economy. We have wage growth. We have record uh, unemployment numbers uh, prior to the pandemic. Uh, black unemployment through the roof. Hispanic unemployment through the roof. I mean... Things have been great, man. In my experience, from what I, I in the uh, you know industry that I work in, it's been nothing but good, you know. And 
I can tell you prior to that, it was not so good. I mean, maybe the last couple of years of the Obama administration, things started to kind of pick up. But you noticed right when Donald Trump got in there, what did he do? He cut some regulation. He got some pro-business ideas going. And look at where we're at now. I mean, you know, this reminds me of back in, you know, the late 90s, early 2000s when things were booming really well, you know, pre-pandemic. Joe, I can't lie, man. I mean, you know, around here just recent with this, with the tail end of the election, things definitely start to get rocky and people are starting to, you know, hold their money, you know, their chips close to their chest. They don't want to spend. They, they want to see what's going to happen. You know, they want to see where the, where the dust settles, you know? Um, so I totally get that. And I, I, I do have to say that things were really good over the last several years. And, you know, even my personal estate property out here in Malibu, it close to doubled in value. And so that does tell something, you know, it does tell yeah. me. Let me ask you this. Let's change topic because I, I totally get that. And um, I'm hoping everything gets back on track and everybody makes lots of money because that's what that's what definitely carries us through. Um, and it's our God given right to live life in abundance. So we need to be able to, to do that. What about Biden care? You know, the plan to protect and to build on Obamacare. What's your thought on that? Honestly, man, I think uh, the ACA is a complete and total disaster. Not only were they forcing individuals with that mandate that they had to force you to either have insurance or pay a penalty if you didn't, that's unconstitutional. Mm -hmm. Now, I guess the Supreme Court just got a hold of it. And even though they decided that that part was unconstitutional, they did decide that the rest of the ACA was not. Now, listen, I'm all I'm all for people being covered and having insurance, you know, but I also think that the best way to do it is private, you know, private investments. So private insurance, if you if you make it to where you, you know, individuals can go out of state and buy from different states uh, and and make it more competitive, it's going to drive pricing down. Mm-hmm. And you know as well as I do, you know, competitiveness is what drives, you know, business. Right. You know, when you have when you have one place where you go, you know, look, we've all been to the DMV, right? Do you want your health care to be like that? Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> well, the DMV shuffle, man. It takes so- you know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. And so, listen, you know, I'm all for for people being covered. I just think that they need to come up with a better way and do it through private insurance and maybe, uh, you know, some type of uh, charitable, uh, you know, charities that could get involved to help people, lower income individuals or individuals that can't work or disabled or something like that. Yeah, we got to have something for them. I get that. But I don't think that every single person needs to be, you know, on state-run insurance. I just don't. I, I, I don't. Good. Good enough. So what about the another quick topic I want to run through here? Because, you know, I'm hearing different sides and, and this is kind of a touchy subject. So I don't want anyone to, you know, don't kill the messenger here, guys. But undocumented immigrants, you know, as far as Trump, you know, with the wall, um, you know, and then Biden with 11 million, you know, to give citizenship to. Um, what's your thoughts on that? What do you think is going to happen? So listen, once again, uh, I have nothing against anybody trying to, uh, you know, go after a better life, you know, seek out a better life. I get it, you know, and, and, you know, if I was in the same position, I'm sure I would feel the same way. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you know, we have to think about the citizens of this country. There's a lot of uh, lower income, low skilled individuals in this country that need help and need jobs. And I think we need to concentrate 
on the individuals that are in this country before we worry about spending our resources and helping others. You know, look, it's not our fault that Mexico's government uh, treats their citizens the way that they do and, and, you know, takes all the money. I mean, they're corrupt down there, you know, and and I know that, you know, it sucks for those people, but it's at the same time, man, we've got our own problems, too, just because, you know, we're a country connected to theirs doesn't mean we're supposed to take up all the people that want to come across the border because they can't seem to get it going on down there. We definitely got, some- um, you know, as far as the, <clears throat> I was going to say, as far as the wall is concerned, I think it's I think he's right to build that wall because it's going to keep the drugs and the, and the traffickers out. You know, the human traffickers and the drug traffickers, it makes it a lot harder for them. You know, if you if you got a space this big for them to go through instead of a space this big, mm-hmm. think about how much easier Border Patrol's job is going to be. Well, Trump surely got some slack for separating those families. Um, I, you know, I was watching the uh, watching the debates and everything, and you know, that's a real sad thing. It's a real touchy, touchy subject. There's no doubt about it. But you know, I'm definitely hearing your side of it, um, and we'll leave it. Well, at that. here's the thing, buddy. If you if you or I were to get pulled over for a DUI, you got your kid in the back seat of the car. You're getting separated from your child. You're going to jail, and your kid's going to be separated from you. They're breaking the law. Now, I understand it's it's immigration and they're just trying to come across the border. They're still breaking the law. Do it the right way. Apply for asylum through the port of entry like you're supposed to. Okay, we have these laws in place for a reason. We can't just have a free-for-all running across our border. That's just not happening. That's not right. Mm-hmm. And it's not fair to, to the United States citizens. It drives down wages. You know what I mean? And why, why do they get special treatment? But, you know, us... U.S. citizens that are born here, we don't. You know, we're not getting the same treatment. It's almost like they want to give them free health care and they want to give them all, you know, they want to give them welfare and all this, all these benefits, college education and stuff. They're incentivizing people to come here illegally. I think that's wrong. And I think Donald Trump was doing the right thing. And, you know, to be an American citizen is something that we need to, you know, not take for granted. You know what I mean? This is it's something you have to earn if you want to be in this country. That's why this is the greatest country in the world and everybody wants to come here. It's not because it sucks. <laughs> gotcha. Well, I mean, it could suck, uh, with, uh, <laughs> you know, with, with, with things going the wrong way. But um, one thing, you know, I'm, I'm over here, obviously, I'm in Malibu, California, um, and, you know, you're out in, in Oregon. So uh, we, we definitely see different things. And what's great is uh, on part two of this, uh, on hard left, we're going to be speaking with someone that's actually in Ireland. So we're going to get their viewpoint and they're watching some something totally different, right? They're watching something else unfold, both in their country, but also their viewpoint. So I can't wait for part two. So um, make sure that uh, if you're watching this and, and, and you're into it, make sure you do watch part two. What about this climate change uh, situation? You know, they say six out of 10 uh, Americans um, are saying that climate change is real and 70% are experiencing it living near the coast. And I can tell you, man, the weather is super funky out here, but um, what's your point about the climate change? Do you think it's a hoax or do you think it's real? No, I mean, listen, I, I, I would be a fool if I was to say that human beings don't have some type of impact on the environment. I mean, obviously we're spitting CO2 into the atmosphere. What I noticed, what really made me realize that uh, I feel like we are definitely doing something contributing to it 
is uh, when this pandemic hit and I watched all these, you know, they shut down all the streets and nobody was driving anymore for mm-hmm. a little while there. It seemed like the weather went back to like when we were kids. Right. It was weird. You know what I mean? Like it felt, it just felt like it felt different. And so that tells me that I'm sure we're having, I don't think it's the effect quite like they're saying, but there is definitely some type of impact that we're making. I don't think we need to go all in on the Green New Deal and retrofit American buildings and completely cut out fossil fuels. I think we need to gradually get into it, but we definitely need to, you know, move forward in transition to, you know, a greener future with less emissions. You know what I mean? I mean, I think that does need to happen. I'm probably a little more left of center when it does come to the uh, to the environment. Look, at I love the environment and I, you know, I like nature and I think we need to protect it. I love to enjoy it you know, the outdoors and stuff. And so I'm all for protecting that, but at the same time, man, business still needs to go on. Yeah. And I imagine it is much different in, in different areas around the nation and in other countries too. You know, if you're around big, tall buildings, like, uh, you know, I lived in New York city for a period of time and I totally get it, you know, but um, being out here by the beach or where you're at, you know, in, in Oregon, you know, it's, it's absolutely beautiful. So you definitely, you know, are, are in that moment where you want to protect it. I get that. So what about, um, the criminal justice reform, you know, um, there's all kinds of of stuff. They want to end cashless bail. We're talking about um, hiring more law enforcement as Trump's uh, view, uh, increase uh, the penalty for uh, law enforcement assaults. And then you got the Biden side, right? Which um, they want to, they want to end the death sentence, um, stop solitary confinement and, um, and not letting the fed actually use uh, these prisons for, for private holds. I mean, what's your viewpoint on on all this criminal justice reform? So I think that uh, Donald Trump was on the right path. You know, right before uh, the pandemic, they passed criminal justice reform, which was, you know, unprecedented. I mean, uh, that's really going to help with recidivism and, you know, with these individuals. So they're, they're, they're starting to focus more on reform as opposed to just housing these individuals You know what I mean? Because right now what you have is you just have a revolving door. These guys go in, you know, they house them. They're not doing anything to try and rehabilitate them. They just sit in there and think about being better criminals. What are they going to do next? You know, when they get out next time to be a better criminal, they're not being held accountable other than having their freedom taken away. And obviously that's not getting the job done. I think personally, they need to transform prisons into <clears throat> rehabilitation centers where these gentlemen got to go in there and they are forced to participate and wake up in the morning. <clears throat> excuse me. You have a, a job to do. You know, you have to participate and actually get some accountability going and get get some kind of structure going for these guys. Because think about it. What are they used to doing? Hanging out on the street and selling drugs or doing doing drugs or doing what they're doing. No accountability, no type of structure, nothing. They need structure. And the ones that don't want to participate, well, then go sit in solitary confinement because I guarantee you they're going to want to participate rather than sit in solitary confinement. So, yeah, we definitely need to get radical as far as criminal justice reform and reforming these people. Uh, But at the same time, I, I think if you start to go too far left, you know, you start to go too far south. The individuals are just going to take advantage of that. I mean, these are like, you know, there's guys out there licking their chops at some of these laws that are being passed. I mean, for instance, right now here in Oregon, it just passed on the ballot. 
they snuck it by us. They said uh, they wanted to do more criminal justice reform and try and do programs for drug addicts and stuff like that. Well, at the same time, they decriminalized heroin, methamphetamine, and cocaine. So now these guys just got a free pass to go downtown and do all the drugs they want. And if they get caught with some, it's a $100 fine. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, I think that went too far. Yeah. I think that went too far. And I think all you're doing is incentivizing drug use and drug dealers at that point. Mm. And the next topic here, I know that um, we're moving right along. The topic I, I want to talk, I want to address is taxes. Um, a lot of people, you know, are saying, well, should I even stay in business? People are f- running out of California. They're trying to, they're trying to bail California as fast as possible. You know, um, they, you know, Biden out there, 28% tax rate wants to hike it up. Um, you know, and some call Biden a puppet, you know, I mean, that's, that's, I know it's a sensitive topic for people, but it's a fact, you know, I want you to elaborate on that. What do you think? Do you think, do you think Biden's a puppet? Do you think there's other people running him or do you think he's actually competent to run the, this, the United States of America? No, I don't think uh, Joe Biden is competent. I think he is uh, a 35 year politician that's gotten rich off of selling out his seat in office. Um, obviously, the guy is completely and totally compromised by foreign nations. You've seen some of the stuff that his son's gotten involved in. You've seen some of the stuff going around on the internet. His son's smoking crack with hookers and hotel rooms and you know, hanging out in China and other countries, getting on uh, that board in Burisma. They got that uh, that DA fired out there in the Ukraine that was investigating his son for being on that board, you know, getting money for nothing. I mean, that he's selling influence at that point. I mean, the guy is completely compromised, in my opinion. I don't I think he's a national security threat. And in fact, I think if if they actually if this goes through and somehow they steal this election, just like they've done in Venezuela. We'll get into that another time. Uh, I, I think we're totally screwed, man. And you're going to see the United States go down big time. And, you know, individuals that have quite a bit of money and wealth, they're going to be OK. You know what I mean? But it's the lower it's the middle class, you know, that's really going to suffer hard. And I, I think that's, you know, the Democrats claim to be a champion for the middle class. when, in fact, Donald Trump has become the champion of the working class. And he's proven it by giving us a better economy, improving wages. So yeah, I I, I think uh, it's going to be really hard for me to accept the Biden-Harris administration. If that does happen, pray that we hold on to the Senate, because if we lose the Senate in that runoff in Georgia, there's two seats right now that they're battling for. If the Democrats take full control, House, Senate, and the executive branch it's game over, man. They're going to unwind a lot of the things that Trump has done. And uh, they're going to raise taxes, of course. I mean, it's just going to be, basically where you live is the model for the rest of the country. And what's going on right now? People are leaving in droves because they can't live there. Hey, man, they can't I, live there. It's too expensive. Joe, it's really tough here in, in Cali. And that brings me to the next thing. So these right here, right? This thing right here. The masks, the COVID-19, obviously my political mask here because we're talking um, light politics and, uh, you know, political views for an uncertain economy. So what's your thought on this deal? Um, Trump wants to push a vaccine overnight and Biden wants to do full blown lockdown. And we're already locked down out here in California anyway, man. And it's like there's restaurants and parking lots right now. And um, 
and, and, you know, six feet distancing, you got to wear one of these. When you sit down, you can take it off, which, you know, what, what's your thought on the whole COVID-19 thing? Uh, listen, I'm not going to downplay it. It's it's obviously a novel virus, but we do have a uh, a vaccine. Trump's been trying to push it. If you notice, the Democrats are constantly trying to slow play it. They've been trying to slow play it the whole way through so they can hold on to it and then lock us back down. I don't know what the this thing is with these lockdowns and these masks, but you don't use a chain link fence to stop mosquitoes. Why are you going to use a mask to stop a virus? I mean, it's already been proven that that they don't work like that. It's it's just it's BS. It's political theater, in my opinion. And they're just trying to scare us into this thing. You know, they're trying to scare us into submission. And Donald Trump is like, hey, look, if you're susceptible, wear a mask. You know what I mean? Stay at home. It's up to you. But if you don't want to, it's your body. It's your choice. You know, and they're worried about like us uh, spreading it and all this stuff. Look, if you look at the real actual CDC numbers that were released when they had to release the real numbers, I, I think 12 or 13,000 people died from COVID-19 alone. Somebody can't die in a car accident just because they had COVID-19 and you chalk it up to COVID-19. Sorry, it don't work that way. You know, that to me is false. And they're pushing a, a false narrative right there, trying to scare us into believing it's something more serious than it actually is. And, you know, that that's not one of the, the topics that I originally wanted to discuss because I know it could be a long-winded topic, so we'll keep it short and sweet. You know, do you, do you think that, um, do you think the media is controlling to the point where when it comes down to, to this voter fraud, do you think they're actually going to see these videos? And actually, I'm, I'm gonna just pause here for one second and, and show you two quick videos. Okay. Okay. Um, and those, those, the two videos that, um, that were going to be shown here, Joe, um, one, it seems that there are two people, I'm not sure if you watched that prior to, but two people sorting ballots in a basement um, and the poll watchers were videoing them. They disclosed that they um, are a poll watcher, but yet all these ballots were brought down into a basement and they were sorting through the ballots um, and putting them in two different categories um, and I'm not sure if they were disposing of some of those ballots or not. But then also in Georgia, um, a man was sorting through ballots and this video is it's viral and then um, starts like crumpling up and, you know, and throwing away uh, what appears to be selected votes. Um, I'm not saying that they were Trump votes or Biden votes. I'm not sure what they were, but he was, uh, you know, using the finger and flicking off the ballot, crumpling it up and throwing it on the ground. And um, it, it didn't look too good. Uh, have you seen uh, that? Do you have any opinion in regards to voter fraud? Would you think it's it's real or do you think it's uh, something that's not real? No, absolutely. I think it's 100 percent real. And uh, sure, there absolutely there were people that were doing things like that, probably taking votes for Donald Trump, tossing them in the trash, whatever. The part that I'm really concerned about is that Dominion software that was used in those voting machines. Yeah. Now, if you look up, if you follow the money, uh, Nancy Pelosi's husband, Diane Feinstein, uh, there's a few other individuals on the Democrat side that actually own stock in that company. These are the same machines and software that were used by socialist dictators like Hugo Chavez to maintain elections down in uh, Venezuela. Look, nobody wants a socialist in power. 
Okay, they got to cheat to get into power. And that's exactly what's going on right now. And they might have a lot of people on the take involved, but I promise you, when this is all over, I strongly believe Donald Trump will be declared the winner. Interesting. Well, we're going to hold it at that. I, I appreciate you being here um, on Wealth by Design. Uh, this is a spinoff. Um, you know, typically we talk to uh, entrepreneurs on, on building wealth. I think this is very important and it's all about can we actually build wealth by design in a time like this and getting uh, different political views from people in different parts of the country um, and, uh, and, and seeing what's going on with this uncertain economy is very, very important. And I value your opinions, Joe, and I'm sure everybody else does too. So uh, we'll stay tuned for the comments and uh, we'll possibly address that later. But I appreciate you being here. Thanks again. And guys, thanks for attending Wealth by Design. All right. Take care. Wait for part two. We're going hard left on part two. Thanks, Joe. (laughs) Thank you. All right.